Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. With pharmacists always on hand for advice, Chemist Warehouse is your family's home of wellness. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Monday the 23rd of May, it's just after 7 o'clock in the morning here on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Well, coffee hasn't arrived yet, so maybe I've got to go make my own. Gotta go make my own. Wife was a little bit grumpy at me yesterday, but that's enough of that chat. Anyway, I'll go get me coffee <laughs> shortly. Coming up after 8, we're going to have a chat to Aaron Smith, the Highlanders halfback and all-black legend. About their game yesterday, they just fell short against the Waratahs. We'll have a catch up with him after 8 o'clock. But right now, oh no, my coffee's here. Yes, yes, I jumped again. My coffee's arrived, so I'm going to sit back and listen to this chat. Joe from Gizzy is on the line, and he wants to talk Warriors with Kempe. Morning, Joe. How are we this morning? Good. Tell you what, after that comical start of the Warriors, I thought we were looking at under fives, the way that uh, we gave up that first try, Kempe. Oh, and it's, uh, oh, you know, we started bad once again, mate. You know, we let them into the game, all, all, off all our own mistakes. Got back into the game, save from our man, Watini. Gets us back in the game, and guess what? First time Johnson runs to the line, season. Yeah, and, that, right. and and that's what we've been saying, eh? Like, he just needs to carry the ball more, and you're dead right. The first time he takes it to the line, he ends, ends up falling over the try line and scoring a try. I'd, to be honest, I've got to say, I thought Sean, this was Sean's, Sean's probably better game of the year. His kicking game was right on. He took the line on. Um, but you can't go into the competition and say, 
uh, you know, we we scored four tries. We should have had enough to win. It's been their defence, mate. Like, leaky, mm. leaky defence. Listen, it's been the problem for the Warriors for years, right? We get in the game for 40 to 50, maybe 60, and then we're no good in the last 20. And you're talking about the team being a shop window. Just going back to the last few years of players who have come, done wonders, and then we've let them go. Goes on, wins a premiership, right? Maloney goes on, wins a premiership. Tokiaho goes on, becomes one of the Roosters' middlemen for years. Papa Lee goes out of the Warriors and last year becomes Superman, you know, for the Parramatta Eels. We are a shop window at the moment because we can't hold on to players. We don't, once again, Kempi, we don't have a strategy. We don't have a long-term, you know, idea of where we want to be in five years where we can say to these players, we'll keep you for three to four years. We'll build a team around these players, right? And this is where we're going. We go and buy grubs, absolute grubs like Lodge, right, who should have never worn a Warriors jersey after what he did. Mm. And then, listen, you know, Peter O'Sullivan screws us over once again, goes for the money. He's almost like Gus Gould, mate. Mm. Him, they go around the NRL, those 16 clubs, there's no loyalty. They take a paycheck, you know, they go and ruin clubs, leave them in their wake and move on. Now, the Warriors, you're dead Mm. right. We need some loyalty. We need a strategy. We need to be open about it. And I don't mind taking losses, Kempi, for 12, 18 months, 24 months, if we stick to the plan. Don't go down that road and then, guess what, pivot because we're losing and we're under pressure. Stay the course, okay? Like we talk about, we love our racing. We train our horses for races. Now, if I've got a three- or a four-year-old and I don't win as a two-year-old or a three-year-old, that's okay because we've got a plan. Let's stay the course with the Warriors. Let's be open about it. Let's take the flak up front if we get beat. But let's stay there. Let's bring our youth through. Let's go to England and get players who want to play with a bit of ticker, who aren't going to dob us, who aren't going to grub us, right? And we're going to actually say, hey, boys, we're here. This is what we want. Honour your contract. We'll pay the money. We may have to pay a bit of overs. And guess what? You're going to get a whole lot of air, air points because, you know, as uh, Izzy knows, you know, they come in handy for the family when you need to travel. But going down the road, this is where we need to be. Yeah, look, I, I think thanks a lot for your call. Beautiful. That was that was um, Joe from Gizzy giving us his uh, take on the Warriors. And not too far off the mark either. I think the the main take out of that for me is is that the strategy in and around recruitment, like, you know, mm. stop saying it's so hard to get players here. Like, make it appealing. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, always a first conversation with me why I thought Brandon Smith should have been the number one target for the club. You know, you say, you say mm. to Brandon Smith, well, we actually want to build a premiership team around you. Now, help us build that team. Who do you who do you need to go to the market? And then start talking like that, saying we, we're building this premiership. And like uh, Joe said from Gizzy, give yourself some time. Know where you're headed. Know what the vision is. But at the mm. moment, the conversation that has started... 10 minutes ago, we look like an auction house. We seriously do. Like, I was lying in bed last night thinking, like, there's way too much information given to Dave Long. He they, he didn't write that article. He was filled that article. Um, but, this, but the part that really um, irked me was that we're actually parading all these players so that they can pump their contracts up and go somewhere else and win competitions. And mm. we'll, we'll talk about it again tomorrow in depth because I'm going to bring something tomorrow that will show you why our recruitment has been so poor. Okay? Mm. And, and Joe's dead right. Like, I think the support in this country for the Warriors is second to none. I think when they got it right, mate, you can't get a seat. You know, everyone jumps yeah. on board. 
and we've got to we've got to get first and foremost the players that want to come here and get it right. Now, on that side, uh, you want you want to entice players here, but I I think there's got to be an added thing there as well. What I've noticed from the outside looking in is when we've recruited, and from the from the first look, it thinks like, wow, this is this is a great signing for the Warriors. This is something that can actually we can build off. We can build a team around. We're going to go forward. I look at the guys like Christian Inu, a Fletti Mateo, a Peter Hiku, a Sam Tonkins. You know, players that have come over to uh, the Warriors, and they're on probably you know top of their form. They're playing some good rugby league. That's why they've been signed. But they've come over, they've been in that environment, and then all of a sudden they go they turn from great players to like mediocre players. You know, so for me, from the outside looking in, that just that that stems to a to a performance, a high performance c- um, culture environment that the Warriors don't have. They've gone from these high-performing teams and these outfits where they've played well, they've been held accountable, the, you know, the structures are there, there's no um, place for mediocre, they've got to perform week in, week out. They come over to the Warriors and mediocre performances is the norm. So they're not being held accountable and they lose form. And then they go away and they refine it again. So for me, it's, it's an environment thing. Like the, the high-performance culture... That they've that they've got there at the moment. There's nothing. There's no accountability, and I just yeah, that's the one thing that I I always look at when we sign some some quality players. They go from being great to poor. And just I just to touch on this before we throw throw to Louis, is he, the the person you're talking about that identi- that you've identified as that as mm. that um, that mantra is Isaiah Papali. Like mm. should never have gone. Know what I mean? Yep. Was was screaming for development. Like show me what I need to do. Had a massive engine on him. Like if you were mm. if you were in my seat and you're watching that kid play, you're going, mate, he's an eighty minute player every day. He's big, he's thick, he's hard to tackle, he needs some development. Just show him what he needs to do. Okay? Mm. And Peter O'Sullivan goes, nah, he's too small, he's too short to be a back row. And guess what? Goes to Parramatta, but picks up the NRL rookie of the year and has just doubled or tripled his contract to head out, head out from Parramatta next year. All he was asking for was to be developed, okay? I don't know what that noise was, but it could have been what Steve was alluding to. Did you boys hear the emergency SOS the WAS sent out to our phones <laughs> last night around 7 p.m.? Steve, that's sharp, yeah, that. that's sharp from you on double eight double three. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. We're talking Warriors. Give us a call. Cam City can't call, but he's driving. He's got bad signal. I have been calling for the Warriors a retirement village for years now. Brutal. It just seems to be a club where people go where they can't get a contract anywhere else. These last two years, they have had the chance by living in Australia to really get big marquee signing and build a champion team around it. Seems like they don't have the right management team to do so. On the plus side, how good are the Queensland teams doing? Cam, yes, the Queensland teams are doing good. I guess when Reese Walsh... We managed to snare, snare Reese Walsh away. He's a guy that, no matter what what happens in a Warriors game, you look at Reese Walsh, Kempe, and say, "Man, there's a beacon for the future." You alluded to Joey Johns. Do you genuinely worry that Reese Walsh is? Because we've we've talked about this a couple of times. He's come out and said he's here for the rest of the year, and he's coming home with the Warriors. But do you fear that this parade ring we might lose our prize stallion next? Oh, we will. I'm not worried. I know that. I know that that's going to happen. So you know he's 
he's a young kid that, you know, I'm, and really happy that he's put his hand up and said he's coming back to New Zealand, but he's signed for one more year. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to hold him. Yeah. They're not going to hold him. It's the same as Jesse Arthur's, you know what I mean? Like you give Jesse Arthur's a, a, a shop window, and he ends up playing out of his skin. He's, he's taken back under the under the wing. All of the, the recruitment strategy is just average. You know, mm. uh, I think I think they need a reboot, rejig. Get and I'm just not talking about the recruitment t- um, team for first grade. I reckon across the board, New Zealand. You know, we need to build a a, a strategy that needs to uh, first and foremost say that the Warriors are a team that you actually want to stay and play for because that's not there. Mm. It's just not there. And, and in fact, most of our kids in the grassroots, out in the grassroots, in the, in the outer line areas, they don't want to come up here, mate. I want to them support. You look at the amount of league shorts that kids wear, manly. Um, oh, just the, you, you know what it's like. Is he? There's actually nothing necessarily to say that a, a young talent in New Zealand wants to or should play for the Warriors, and that's pathways. That's a different conversation to what we're going uh, on right now. It's recruitment. Is he Matt Lodge? Adam Fenua Blake is now injured. We lose them out of the engine mm-hmm. room. How worried does that make you for the go forward of the, of that engine room for the rest of the year? Well, Matt Lodge was our <laughs> go forward, so look, it's it's going to be dire times for the Warriors going forward. Kempi alluded to it at the start. They've got a tough run home. They're playing Penrith twice. It's going to be tough watching. And Joe from Gizzy's hit, hit it on the head right then and there. We're gonna we're gonna suffer some losses, but we can't just sit back and just uh, accept it. You know, we've got we've to actually make it for a plan. And this is going to be a tough period of time for the Warriors. They're going to come home July the 3rd and they're playing the Tigers. And no doubt they're going to still have the support and fan base behind them. But um, it's going to be a tough few weeks, let's, let's be honest. And look, I, I know we're, we're talking recruitment. We want to hear from you. 0800 150 811. I know you're all passionate out there. Give us a call. Give Kempi a call. He's sitting there. Sipping on his McCafe coffee that Joe in the kitchen's going to go get in about one minute. Um, so, yeah, we want to hear from you. But quickly, I'll just, I had a, I know last week we were talking about um, the Southern Bears, and we're going to touch on it very shortly. But I had a catch up with um, Colin Mansbridge on uh, on Friday night, and, and uh, I gave him a little uh, conversation about what we were talking about. But he spoke to me, and you touched on it, Kempe. There is so much talent in New Zealand. There is so much talent in New Zealand, <clears throat> particularly in the game of league. And he spoke to me about this father is worried for a young father down in Christchurch is worried for his son. He's 13 years of age, and he has been poached. He's being like uh, earmarked from the Gold Coast. So people from the Gold Coast are coming over here to New Zealand, seeing the talent, seeing the potential we have around the community. And, uh, and and giving these young kids, these young families, opportunities at the, at the age of 13. And no one in New Zealand has seen that potential because there's no genuine pathways, there's no genuine recruitment agency or people out there that are, that are picking up these young kids. One, he's too young anyway. I can't stand that these people from the Gold Coast are coming in and, and looking at a 13-year-old kid. But two, no one in New Zealand has seen this. You know what I mean? So this is a father that's genuinely concerned for his son because someone from Australia is coming over and no one in New Zealand has seen the potential. So we've got it wrong, man. We need to sort that out uh, first and foremost. Yeah, look, it's a massive conversation, this is, you know, because if you look at the the channel uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita conversation, one one leads to think that um, 
the conversation is more about he thinks that he's worth more than what the Warriors had offered him because the Warriors have offered him a contract. Mm. So why does he think that he's more than what the Warriors had offered him? He's obviously his managers are telling him that he's worth more. And then he becomes mm. an, an, it becomes an auction house, you know what I mean? Like, well, let's put you up for auction. Let's take you out and see which clubs come in. And then that's my, that's my question. Like, you know, if the, if the strategy was strong enough and he knew he was part of the, the vision, mate, he signs for less. You know, you, you see that happening mm. in all the top clubs all the time. Melbourne, Penrith, boys giving up contracts so they keep players. They, that's, that's what they, they do. But in our club, this 13-year-old kid, mate, it's not, it's not the clubs, it's the player managers that are in New Zealand saying, I've got something for you overseas. And they white bait mm. That's what it's, it's called white baiting. They white bait them all. They're not meant to at 13, but they do. And they say, we've got your start over in, over in Kibra High. Yeah. Let's get you, let's get, let's get you to Kibra High. Alrighty. Hey, um, we're, we're talking about whether this uh, Warriors, Matt Lodge has walked out. Is this becoming an auction house? Kempe's painted the picture for us. If you missed Kempe's context and setup, you can go right now and tune into uh, his pod, uh, the podcast, uh, Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast. Just before 7 o'clock this morning, Kempe's come off the back fence and explained it. Lodge gone. AFB possibly out for the season, and we're left with uh, four and Penne, who rode the bench for the storm. No running nine, a centre playing six. And another in the back row. Safe to say it's a farm shed, Kempe, not an auction house. That's from Adam. The worst thing Lodge did was leaving his decision till after the team was named. Well, Quinton, uh, it sounds like it was a very murky mm. and kind of ugly departure where communication couldn't have been much worse. On the actual game itself, the Warriors have lost again to the Dragons. Another game that they had to win. This was Nathan Brown. Yeah, look, it was four tries apiece, hoops, and you know, it was probably... Probably a 50-50 game. I don't. You know, I'm not sure they were any better than us or any better than them. It was a tight game, and unfortunately, we, you know, we could have kicked a couple more goals. That didn't happen, but it was a pretty tight contest. Well, they were better than you because they won. Yeah, tight contest. And if, <laughs> and if it was a 50-50 game and four tries oh. apiece and you can't win, it probably bodes very poorly for the rest of the year. 20 minutes past 7 o'clock, 0800-150-811. Where do the Warriors turn? We're going to go through their schedule after this. Call us and tell us how many can they win. And here's one for you. Is he ever think about this? Are the Warriors closer to the top eight or the wooden spoon? 20 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 25 minutes past seven o'clock this morning. Pereira is still leading the PGA Championship, but he's dropped the shot. Will Zalatoris, as Kempe would say, Zalatoris is on the charge. <laughs> he's <laughs> seven under through four. Um, how, do you, how do you know, mate? That might be how they pronounce it in I, that language up there. That's right. You, Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, good young player. He's five under. And Young is five under as well. So the golf is running hot. And so are your messages on double eight, double three about the Warriors. Love that text from Cam. Secondhand, secondhand shop is what we are. One more shocking decision from becoming a lifelong Bears fan. Oh, Steve. Yes, mm. the Bears, the Southern Bears. Come on, the Southern Bears. We'll, we'll talk that in a bit. Is he, the Warriors play the Knights this weekend. After that, they've yep. got the Sea Eagles the Sharks, the Panthers before they get to the Tigers. This mm. Knights game, all of a sudden, and I don't know, the the ship might have even sailed. I don't actually know. But this Knights game, all of a sudden, becomes kind of the dance of the desperate, to be honest. Uh, it, uh, if they don't get the job done against the Knights, it, it's, yeah, I don't know. If this will be probably the worst 
nightmare in, in the history of Warriors history, isn't it? So it's going to be... It honestly could be. Look, you asked me the question, What? where are they? Top eight or, or wooden spooners? I think they're going to not even come close to being in the top eight. It's going to be a tough ask, mate. They've got a huge run home. A big, like, the only positive is they're going to be home on July the 3rd, so our Warriors supporters will be able to witness them at Mount Smart Stadium. And I'm predicting a sellout there, so... Look, it's going to be difficult. And we touched on where do they go from here, Kempe, and, and we spoke about their, their defence, mate. Their edge defence, mate, it is. They just get exposed there every week, every week on the edge, the left edge, the right edge, centres. You spoke about the importance of our centres nailing their roles, but they can't nail their role if they don't even know what the role is. So no. Justin Morgan is the defence coach. It's got to be something, something done about that, eh, mate? A hundred percent. Like, you know, as far as the defence goes, like they, they've got to move the defensive coach. You, obviously, the structure's not working and the and the players are all on different pages, you know, especially yeah. on the edges. The problem with the edges is that we've got young players, you know. We've got um, Rocco Berry, you know, um, Valia in the in the centres, you know. You've got a, a young winger coming and going all the time. You've got a young fullback still trying to learn how to move this line around and where to put his A, B and C defenders. Um and then your 5'8's changing all the time. You, you can't settle on a 5'8", you know. And so I just – it would be a really tough job for a defensive coach, but he's got to calm his defensive line down. Like, calm your farm. Stop making individual decisions because it's throwing every other alignment out of whack and making that, you know, your your pet hate, which is our wingers, jamming in all the time and trying to save save the day with a massive decision. It's, it's just not – nine times out of ten, it's not needed. So is it structures or is it individual errors? So that's what I'm trying to understand is at the moment they're all on different pages, but is it individual? Uh, Nathan Brown actually spoke to that, is he? Four tries should be enough to win though. Yeah, four tries is a, you know, should be enough to win most games. You know, I think if we look at the game, I think a couple of little defensive moments, you know, a couple of blokes made some choices which I'd suggest were the correct ones and you know, it's, that's where NRL is, isn't it? You know, but, you know, four tries should be enough. Um, would we like to score more? Of course we would, but you know, it's, uh, I'd rather look at the, probably the little lapses we had because if we defend a little bit better in some areas, we'll, we'll get the ball in better field position at times. But um, yeah, that, that was the most disappointing thing. It's just a couple of little key moments where we just handed the tries just far too easy to them. And in the NRL, it's, uh, you, you can't do that. Yeah, little lapses, I, I guess a big lapses because it's been going on all year. Um, mm. and, and you really need to you really need to start having some accountability and defeat you know, you know, you know, is like and for me in rugby league when you especially when you were defending at top level, if you were if you were having a really bad time and and you were being smoked in defence, um, you didn't hold your position. You know, there's there's such a fine yep. there's such a fine line between uh, players these days that if someone's got one over you and and they, and and you know that you'd probably survive a week, but when it when it happens week in week out, you've got to hold them accountable. You've actually got to change your structure so that it fits the team structure, not the individual. So you can't continue to try and save individuals. You know, mm. across the board, they all have to be in the same t- on the same team sheet.
Beautiful, Kempi. Uh, that is Warriors 101, another disappointing Monday morning. I know you'll be hurting out there and there'll be a lot of people that wouldn't have wanted to, to hear that. We'll talk tomorrow. We're actually going to catch up I with... I would love to celebrate on a Monday. I would love to celebrate the Warriors on a Monday one day. We will get there. We will well, get well, there. Well, saying that, I thought Sean Johnson's game was fine. Yeah. You know, like his kicking game. Oh, beautiful. You know, we went in mm. at 14-12. He, you know, he took, the, he took the line on and stuff like that. It's the defence, mate. And the biggest problem we yeah. have now is we've lost our two big boppers and we've lost... Lost our, yep. We've lost our go forward, which lets, them go, lets Sean Johnson go forward. Knights, Seagulls, Sharks, Panthers before we're home for the Tigers. Four games before they come home. We just need them to split those at least to get them back here. It is 29 minutes away from a Aroha with the news for Kubota. On the other side, our choices for him poll. We're going to talk some Premier League before the hour is up. It's Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.